Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ooh, welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brandt. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, feeling good. Successful Mother's Day weekend over here. Had family in town, so uh, we just made the most of it. And thankfully, I remember to get uh, flowers and gifts, and I hope you did, too. Otherwise, I wouldn't imagine you'd be on this call if you didn't. Yeah, I'm not not in the doghouse. Thanks for the public service <laughs> announcement, Mike. That really helped us out. Uh, it was a rough one, man. I ain't going to lie. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. This is actual Mother's Day. Man, I've been <laughs> under the weather, but I'm here, man. I'm, I'm here drinking beers, trying to knock this thing out. So, <laughs> Yep. Well, hey, Shane, I wanted to uh, make a little announcement to the audience. Uh, again, credit to them for helping us build up this show and – you know, the credibility that we've gotten over time and a little milestone the, for us, Shane. Obviously, this time last year, we were over the moon because the SEC, for the first time, let us attend SEC Media Days. Yeah. I think we were basically the last one to make the cut, Shane. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm not, we'll never complain about, you know, access right. and things of that nature, but they, they, did, they took us their sweet time letting us know we were going to be able to come in. This year, Shane, we filed on a Friday. They knew they let us know by Wednesday. So we are officially locked in to the upcoming SEC Media Days. We've got our rooms booked. We got a table just like last time. And hopefully we'll get even more interviews with uh, some tremendous people out there. So, hey, the fall season is right around the corner, brother. And man, we have got some exciting plans for Media Days and yes. the football season. It, it's just so so exciting just sitting here thinking about it. Absolutely, man. I mean, this is one of our favorite times of the year and, you know, not having to worry about not being there. I mean, that that really <laughs> took a little pressure off. But, you know, we're going to get down there. We're going to do our best. We're going to ask, you know, the coaches the questions. We're going to ask the players the questions, you know, some questions that y'all want. And I think that's important, too. You're going to hear a lot of the X's and O's and the player development and blah, blah, blah. But there's, you know, if you ever watch us, you know, we, we try to find out them as a person and some things that they want to accomplish. And it's just, I don't know, just we've, we have a lot of fun with it. So be sure to follow us that week. If you're not subscribed now, be sure to get on YouTube, get on there, hit subscribe. Cause, uh, you know, I don't want to get the cart for the horse, but we plan a few, uh, a few live showings down there. Right, Mike? Is that what, is it too early to say that? I mean, we could edit this out if it is. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to be going live from SEC Media Days as long as we can figure out yep. the technology. There's there's never any promises with us when it comes to technology, but I'm pretty sure that uh, I got enough time to figure all that out prior to it, Shane. And cousin uh, Joe outside holding the satellite <laughs> dish for us. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're even planning. You're still we're still in the process, Shane. So I we can't say too much because I don't have 
details finalized, but we're trying to do an event prior to media days. If you yeah. want to come down to the event the Saturday before, it's going to be free. You're going to get to hang out with Cousin Shane and I and drink some beer and have some ball and just and play some games and stuff. So it's going to be a good time uh, once we get absolutely more details. We'll let you guys know. Yeah, and it'll be the weekend before, uh, most likely a Saturday. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's Nashville. You, you know, take your girl down for the weekend, have some fun, have a night out on town. But one of those nights, come over with us and drink some cold beer and <laughs> kick back. And, you know, just talk about just the show and college football, man. I mean, it's it's going to be nothing formal, trust me. <laughs> I'll be the least dressed one there. Uh, but whenever you come in, we can have some fun, and I think it's going to be awesome. So the closer we get to that date, more details we'll have for you on that. But uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit this year. We're going to be a little bit more interactive while we're at Media Days. So that's why I was letting you know again on the YouTube, keep those notifications on because when we do go live, we'll be able to answer questions immediately, which is awesome. And, and there'll be yeah. no edit button so you're gonna see just how sloppy this show can get (laughs) yeah that's right shane and uh, hey we only got one topic to hit on here we got a voicemail we're gonna get to it in a second but i believe you also shane have an announcement uh before we get to that yeah mike uh this one's a big one and and one i've been putting off for a while but uh as everybody knows longtime listeners uh Shane tried last year to do this thing. It was called uh, 100 Days Big Orange Walks, you know, and mm-hmm. I did it prior to kickoff. And, and this year, if you've not familiarized yourself with the schedule, the first football game of the SEC is August 26th. It'll be Hawaii versus Vanderbilt. And exactly 100 days before that is coming up, Mike. It's going to be the 19th, wait, 18th, 18th. It's going to be the 18th of this month. So here in about three days, uh, Shane is going to kick off the Big Orange Walks. And this one is going to, this time it's going to be successful, Mike. I've I've got everything lined up. I've, I've got the equipment I need. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to absolutely kill it. I promise. So be sure to follow us on the YouTube shorts and TikToks. We'll be able to post every day. I'll have you a nice little post uh, one day closer to college football, which is, you know, this is my favorite time of year, Mike, you know, because it's all fun and games. You feel like college football so far away. But then when you start seeing those numbers, run, when you get in 100, and then it's 90s, and then you start saying, okay, remember, who's your favorite? Number 88, you know, or who's your number 54? And you're getting closer, and you're counting down to college football, Mike. Uh, it makes it surreal. So during this, I'm also going to have the walks, and my goal is to cut some LBs, you know. So that's three days away. So uh, naturally, I've stocked up the fridge full of terrible stuff. I'm going to binge eat. I'm going to be, I'm going to be terrible, Mike. I should probably have a video show just about how much shit I'm going to eat the next three days. But I'm getting it out of my system because I'm getting healthy and I'm getting ready for college football. I figured if they're going to do two a days, I can at least get my ass out there and walk an hour. So Big Orange Walks kicks off later this week. So be sure to follow and support. You have not told me this, Shane. So I just want to know uh, us talking about uh, all these games. On the last show on Friday, did that inspire you to realize, oh, man, I mean, we got all this action. We're about 100 days out. I need to get in gear. You're getting fired up thinking about college football. 
Mike, I ain't going to lie, it kind of snuck up on me. I thought I had some more time. I had full <laughs> intentions to do the Big Orange Walks, you know. But then we got to talking, and then, you know, everybody's moving the games up and stuff like that. And I asked Siri how many days away we are. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's next week, you know. So uh, caught me off uh, caught me off guard. But, man, it is time, and I'm ready. Some, You know, I will say this, Mike. I, I'm, I'm not a – I'm not the health nut, you know, clearly nobody's here for, for weight loss advice, but I will say during those big orange walks was some of the best feeling days I had. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting back to getting on the wagon. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I certainly, I mean, that was like the number one thing we got at media days was <laughs> where's the, where's the walks being? I'm missing the walks. Everybody loved the walks. So, so what's the, what's the over <laughs> under Mike Air, DraftKings? <laughs> 30 days, 35 days. How much, how far do you think I'm making into this thing? <laughs> Let's give you 35 this year. 35 is it's 35. Over. Oh, is that yeah. the, that's the line, man. That's tough. That's over a month. So yep. that's, that's real commitment there. So, <laughs> uh, I hope I get a hundred, man. I'm going in shooting for a hundred. I've got to get it. Uh, but you know, 35, I mean, if that's the line, you know, <laughs> Vegas knows best. <laughs> Well, so we got a great question here from Cousin Brad from Kentucky on the hotline. Let me give that number out one more time. We're, you know, we're very eager to, to answer your guys' questions, so give us some content while we've got time to answer it. And this is the time of the year. It's perfect to call in. Give us your comments, concerns, what have you, predictions at 615-965-5152. And that number's in the show notes. It's absolutely free. won't cost you a thing. Just give us your name and ask us your question, and you'll be prompted with a crazy voicemail from Cousin Shane and I so you get the right number. Uh-huh. That's one more time, 615-965-5152. Let's get over to uh, Cousin Brad from Kentucky. Mike, Brad, uh, Cousin Shane, Brad, Harlan, Kentucky, formerly East Tennessee. Go balls. I just figured I'd join Cousin Shane here. All right. So two questions for you, fellas. One is you, you guys have touched base on and off on the QB situation in the SEC a little bit. My first question is going to be week one starting quarterbacks, you guys' opinion. Week six starting quarterbacks in the SEC, your opinion. Fellas? been a long time hope y'all doing well we'll see you all right Chase. so really great question here i appreciated it from brad but i'm gonna do it a little bit differently just because i thought if naming week one quarterbacks week six quarterbacks it's kind of confusing and it's i mean who in the hell knows who's gonna be starting by week six but yeah i have a good feeling on most of these who the quarterback will be for week one and then i'm giving a percentage that that quarterback is still the quarterback by week six. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Cousin Brad, I want to give him a shout out. It's my boy from back home. Uh, I, Brad, I, he can't, he sent this voicemail in and sent me a text. He said, "Did you get it?" I was like, "Why have we checked it?" Mike, Mike doesn't give me a contact to the hotline. He think he gets rid of all the bad ones, so I don't hear him. So appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> but cousin Brad, this is a fantastic question and. Uh, 
And yes, I believe that does make sense because I think that's the real argument. Instead of figuring out the depth chart, you know, because if you look, we did a power ranking last year mm-hmm. about this time, not too far from this time of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. And it's funny that we had a lot of those guys on the list that didn't even finish the season as a quarterback. So, right. uh, yeah, I think the percentage one, that that definitely makes sense here. And I should make a note, Shane, we always do uh, one of my favorite shows in the offseason is quarterback rankings um and we will still do that but i'm man with this transfer portal shane i mean yeah the depth charts changing uh week by week so every time a quarterback transfers into the sec i gotta start and start watching his film so i've not watched all the film of all these guys that played in other conferences just yet so a little caveat here i may i may be wrong on some of these but this is my sense of who will start week one and then the percentage that they will be starting by week six, essentially essentially the midpoint of the season. So let's just go in alphabetical order, Shane. Alabama, week one starter. I bet I bet you won't even guess who I who I've got a good feeling about here. Uh I don't know. Is it the Notre Dame boy? Nope. I'm going Ty Simpson. Really? Believe it or not, Shane. Got banged up in the spring game. And you go back and you actually watch that spring game. I know we were a little bit more impressed with uh, Jalen Milrow in that game. Stats were a little bit better, but some of that did come against walk-ons, and we've seen him on the field, and he was less than stellar. I'm not ready to count Milrow out either. We certainly can't count out uh, Buckner, the, the Notre Dame transfer. They brought him in for a reason, but... Hell, he lost his job at Notre Dame for a reason too, yeah. Shane. So I think this is just more competition, and really this. See, I was thinking Milrow would be the guy. Like yeah. honestly, if if I, I thought maybe you'd go with the Notre Dame kid. Uh, what's mm-hmm. his name? I got to get used to his name here. T- uh, Buckner. Buckner. Yeah, I, I thought maybe maybe Buckner wild card here. Yeah. But if I were hand picking one, I would pick the guy that was first string in spring. You know, uh, mm-hmm. first string and. So I would go. So how confident are you that Ty's really the guy? I mean, forget forget moving on. I know we're getting two parts here, but I'm just curious in your opinion, how confident you think Ty is a starting quarterback there? Well, I think it will give you a good indication, Shane, based on my percentage. I'm giving it that he's still the week six starter, and that's 33 percent. So basically a third. I mean, we're yeah. that's that's less than flipping a coin. So not sold on it whatsoever, but. He's been in the system, at least Alabama's version of the system, for a while. Uh, I, I know Buckner was added at Notre Dame, so maybe, you know, maybe that's basically the same thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I think he's the most talented by far. I think he's the best prospect, and I think at the end of the day, he'll win out in that competition. But I don't have a ton of confidence one way or another. I mean, we could go any way here, but uh, the fact they brought in the Notre Dame guy tells you. You know, both, you, the, both the quarterbacks they have, they're not overly thrilled with, obviously. Let me ask you something, Mike, and I know we're, we're just one team into this thing, but by any chance, do you have Alabama's schedule? I, I'm curious what their first six games look like, mm-hmm. you know, because in the back of my mind, I see this playing a little bit different. I'm seeing Melrose come out, I, maybe just the fact that Alabama is the better team on the field, they just steamroll some of these teams, Yeah, um, unless there's a – couple landmines here's the schedule for you shane season opener at home middle tennessee mm-hmm. should be no problem week two right. texas comes to town that i mean they could mm-hmm. get in a 
I don't want to call it a shootout because Alabama yeah. should have a good defense, but they're saying Texas offense is pretty good. So could be a high scoring affair. You're going to need quarterback playing that one. At South Florida, week three, you should beat the hell out of them. Uh, Ole Miss at home, that's another tricky game. Could be a high-scoring affair. Yeah. And then at Mississippi State, so very quality okay. team, tough environment to play. And then, of course, at Texas A&M. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but right there is – Yeah, but I think the Texas A&M, uh, you know, the Texas one may be the, the first snag, but definitely Texas A&M, tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't know what it is, Mike, but I feel like we we run with just the best athlete of the three quarterbacks here, and that gets us so far. But then when you play a team like I mean, think about he had an opportunity. They almost lost to Texas A and M last year with him at the helm. So right. I'm kind of I'm with you here, Mike. I I am so uncertain of the starting quarterback at Alabama. So yeah, I could go tie at 33, but I could also see Ty being the starter week six and not the starter week one. You know, so uh, it's 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 very very interesting. You talk about a a camp that you really want to keep your eyes on this August. It is down there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. All right. How about the easiest one on the board, Shane? Arkansas. KJ yeah. Jefferson. I mean, come on. Yeah. We don't even got to spend time on this one. Uh, percentage. He's the starter by week. And, and again, we're assuming no injuries, which is right. obviously not going to be the reality, but we're not projecting injuries on anybody. So 100% starter by week six. I mean, it would have, he would have to transfer out to not be the starter, Shane. Uh, That's exactly right. <laughs> he's, he's the best quarterback in the SEC, in my opinion. He's, he's probably the best quarterback in the country minus maybe Caleb Williams. That may be the only guy better, in my opinion. So, yeah, KJ, that that's easy. Well, I'll tell you, too, another little thing is, is you know, short of injuries, I think you, you hit the nail on the head here, just staying healthy. But I think they're more confident with the backup quarterbacks they've got in Arkansas, you know. So I'm, I'm going to go, obviously, 100% no injuries, but I'm going to just be realistic here and say 90%. I don't think they're, they'd hesitate – to let KJ take a week off or something like that. So uh, I am going to factor that in. So, yeah, I'm sitting there about 90%, but clearly the best quarterback on that team, if not the SEC. Right. All right, now Auburn, here's we get a little dicey, but uh, I'm going, again, without studying him intensively here because he was in a different conference, but I'm going Peyton Thorne, the yeah. Michigan State transfer. He started two years up there at Michigan State. But little wrinkle here, Shane, percentage that he's the starter by week six. Fairly high, but I'm still only going 75% because he wasn't there for spring football. We have Mm -hmm. no idea how he truly fits this Hugh Freeze, Phillip Montgomery offense. Uh, You know, they may get to a point. This happens all the time, Shane, where everybody gets enamored with a guy they've not seen. And they think, oh, this is our savior. And then sometimes they they hit the field and they're like, my God, this guy's yeah. awful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many times did that happen at Georgia? Um, yeah. And Stetson Bennett had to step up, you know, and he was right. outstanding. Uh, they brought in Joe Milton to start over Hendon Hooker. I mean, it happens yeah. time and time again. The guy you bring bring in via transfer is not always the answer. And, again, this is not me picking apart his game because I've not even really seen it. But we we have seen enough of Robbie Ashford to know he may not be a great quarterback, at least not yet. But I could see a situation where Thorne struggles a little bit and they say, hey, yeah. we need we need this really mobile Robbie Ashford and maybe he is the perfect fit for this Auburn 
uh, offense. So that's why I'm giving it just 75%, just in case maybe Robbie Ashford does take a big leap and they want that more uh, uh, running option under center. No, that's a good point, Mike. Two totally different QBs here, and, and that's what makes this one a little bit tougher to gauge. It wouldn't surprise me if Ashford didn't start and then Thorne takes over, you know, just as he gets acclimated right. with, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze's system here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty low on this one myself. I'm going to go 60% just because I'm not convinced he's the starter, uh, but I do think Thorne will be the guy week six. I think that's something that, that eases in. But – on the flip side of the coin, how many times have we seen this, Mike? You need a little spark, and, and, and all of a sudden you bring in that mobile quarterback, and he's able to do I mean, there was times last year he was all the offense had. So um, very, very, very athletic. Uh, it's going to be tough to keep him off the field. But, yeah, I'm going to go about 60% here. Mm-hmm. All right, how about Florida, Shane? I think this one, the starting quarterback, to me, is fairly easy even though it's some people say it's a toss-up I'm going Graham Mertz the Wisconsin transfer he started I believe three if not four years up there at Wisconsin Uh, but I'm just giving him 80 percent chance of being the starter by week six which is still really high Um, but I don't know if that's because Graham Hurts is you know some great quarterback or if it's more where I lean Shane and it's just I don't know if they got a guy that could take his job yeah, I think you, I think that's it, man. I, I think that's the the problem you have is that there's not a lot of competition down there yet. So mm-hmm. doesn't mean there won't be. I mean they they're still attacking. You know they'll still be attacking the portal. Somebody may roll in there in Gainesville before you know it. But um, I'm with you here. I'm I'm going to lean eighty percent. I'm pretty confident here, unless somebody just just comes out of nowhere. Right. All right. How about Georgia Shane Carson Beck? I mean, I don't know why they have not named him the starter yet. He's he's your week one starter, I have no doubt. Uh, but what's the chances that he's going to be your starter by midweek, Shane, or midseason? 95%. I mean, I, I think he's the guy. I think he's going to have a really good year. But I'm, I'm leaving that 5% just because, again, kind of what I just said, man. I mean, how many times have we had – some guy roll in or like, this is the guy. He's going to kill it. We're just going to be another dynasty. And then they're not the guy. I mean, that can happen. Pre- what yeah. happens? He comes out, Shane, and he struggles the first couple of weeks. I mean, that pressure is going to mount. They're, they're going to be saying, by God, what's wrong with Georgia? What's, what's wrong with Bobo's offense? What's wrong with this Carson Beck? I could see all that. And, and, and we never know how someone is going to handle that pressure. So, Again, I'm saying 95% confidence, so very, very small percentage, but we we have to give that percentage uh, until we see him on the field and, and how well he actually does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's never really – he's never been the starter in Athens. So, you know, he's came in a few times, looked good, look, looked like he had some poise. He was really, I think, dynamite during the spring game, but – you're right. When the lights come on, you know, maybe you're not as good as we thought. And then you've got two other guys looking over your shoulder. So you mm-hmm. mentioned Milton earlier. That's a prime example. Milton was supposed to be a guy. And then there you go. We switch over to hookers. So yep. um, I'm still pretty confident, though. I mean, he, he looked too damn good to not be legit. So I'm <laughs> going to go with you there. 95, 96% easy. Yeah. All right. How about Kentucky? Shane Devin Leary, the transfer from NC State. He is the one that I have watched the most of all these transfer quarterbacks, Shane. And I got to tell you, I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. I mean, I think Kentucky landed a gym in Devin Leary. So give me 100%. He's a starter by midseason. He may be a top five quarterback, if not better. I've seen 
people have him in the top three of SEC quarterbacks. I'm, I'm not ready to quite put him into that conversation just yet, but he certainly could be. I think Devin Leary, Kentucky, upgraded at quarterback given Will Levis's struggles last year. I think this is a dangerous team because they feature a dangerous quarterback here. Very, very accurate passer. He, I believe he had 30, 35 touchdowns, three interceptions as a junior. This, this is a really good player. Well, let's don't crown him yet, Mike. Let's don't get too carried away with that Lexington love. <laughs> uh, I, no, don't get me wrong, man. Kentucky went out there. I mean, basically free agent this thing. They went out and got their franchise quarterback, brought him to campus, brought back an OC. They're building around Leary, so there's no doubt in my mind, 100% he's the quarterback, short yeah. of injuries or, or anything like that. But, yes, I, I'm with you. I, I do think that this is an improved Kentucky offense and, and a lot of that to do with Leary, but more to do with some of those big uglies up front and the, and the moves that they've made. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm high on Kentucky here. And remember, Shane, Auburn and Florida wanted this guy, Devin Leary, Oh, yeah. He picked Kentucky, so that should – if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm sitting here beating my chest saying that's where we yeah. are as a program. I mean, and it was not even like a stunner. It was just he wanted to go play for Liam Cohen and Mark Stoops. That's right. Didn't Florida right. want their coach too, you know, at one point? <laughs> wasn't that the rumor? Kentucky <laughs> just steals everything from Florida, <laughs> even victories. <laughs> All right, how about LSU, Shane? Jaden Daniels, of course – going to be your week one starter. But the only reason I'm not going 100% that he's the starter by midseason, Shane, is Garrett Nussmeyer. And, again, we're talking expectations. I don't think that'll affect LSU much, but you never know. I mean, last year was no expectations. They looked awful coming out. And then they turned that into a, a great season. But it's completely different this year, Shane. There be many people, myself included, is going to be picking them to make a run at another SEC championship, perhaps make the college football playoff. How does they? How does that affect the roster, the program? I mean, it it should you know motivate them to know what they can do. But again, you just never know. And what if the offense takes a step back and they say, "Hey, let's throw let's throw Garrett Nussmeyer in here." They're, the plan is to play him. And what if he comes out here and looks? Like the next Joe Burrow. You know, they're not going to sit him. So, 95% chance, because I think Jay Dan's going to have a really good year. I, I just said all that. But I, I do think he'll have a great <laughs> season. But there is a, there's a small percentage that Garrett Nussmeyer, maybe he takes that big leap and he's your guy uh, by the end of the season. Is he the best backup quarterback in the country? Mm. I think so. I mean, I, at this point yeah. in time, I, I don't know who else you would put in that category that is as good as Garrett Nussmeyer. Yeah, he's getting a lot of hype. Looked good in the spring. I mean, I, I'm more with I'm more with you. I think it's a hundred percent Daniels. I think this is his gig. He looked just at. I mean, he looked dominant in spring as well. Mm-hmm. Short of him getting hurt, I don't see I don't see Nussmeyer getting out there. But you know, there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and and we've heard a lot of a lot of talk out there. Everybody's excited about what they have there backing up Daniel. So, and the rope's shorter, brother. I would say this, you know, with LSU, you know, we were able to have some growing pains last year, which Daniels did at times. That that leash may be a little bit shorter, you know, if they drop two games earlier. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so maybe maybe you're right here, ninety five percent. I can get behind that. Now, how about Ole Miss, Shane? I think, um, you know, 
if not for bringing in transfers, somebody two transfers at quarterback, I think they would have already pulled the trigger and named Jackson Dart the starting quarterback. I still anticipate he will be the the week one starter for Ole Miss. We'll see what Spencer Sanders can do in training camp when he's fully rested and healed up from his uh, shoulder uh, surgery, I believe it was. But, uh, you know, he's the only caveat here. But I'm still going 80% that Jackson Dart's your starting quarterback by midseason. And the reason being, Shane, I, I got a ton of faith in Jackson Dart. Apparently he took a big step forward. He's won over the locker room. But I've been watching a lot of Ole Miss here lately, Shane, from last year. And it was, you know, he'll make eight great throws. And yeah. then he'll make two, and you're like, what the hell is he thinking? You know, where's he going with that ball? It's probably a lot easier to play football, Shane, when these games don't matter and it, and there's not the 100,000 in the stands and, and every move is critiqued and criticized. And if we come out here right out the gate and he struggles against Tulane, we got Alabama early and he starts making all these bad mistakes, Lane Kiffin has got to pull him and, and put in either Spencer Sanders or the young Howard. I mean, because yeah. – expectation is to win big at Ole Miss. And if Jackson Dart can't get you there, we got two other quarterbacks that could potentially get us there. So 80% chance he'll still be the starter. But you can see not nearly as high as some of these other guys. Yeah, well, and the fact that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, they've got other options at Ole Miss. Last year it felt like they were kind of, you know, hogtied there. This is this is our guy, and we're going to have to live and die with him. So, mm-hmm. do you have uh, Ole Miss's first six games? I know Bama's on there, but I, I'm just kind of curious some of the other opponents they got early because I, this also feels like one of those situations that they're not going to sit around and wait for Dart to grow up. You know, he's going to have to come out and produce early, or they're going to look for other options. Yeah, here it is, Shane. So we've got uh, Mercer right out the gate. I'm, I'm laugh as I say Mercer. Uh, at Tulane, again, tricky game. They won, what was yeah. it, the Cotton Bowl, beat Southern Cal. Uh, Georgia Tech at home should beat them by about 30. At Alabama, LSU at home, and Arkansas at home. So, Buddy. I mean, you, you uh, have got to be in it by the third, fourth week of yeah. the season. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Yeah, I'm going a little bit lower than you, Mike, just based off that schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama, LSU, I mean, I mean, it's going to take a perfect game for them to take those teams out. And then on the tail end of that, you got an Arkansas team that's hungry and ready for a win. And if you're trailing and, you know, falling down, this may be a good time for a quarterback change. So I'm going lower, man. Give me about 60%. I, I, think, I know Dart looked good in the spring, but – this is something we've got to see in action, brother. We didn't see it at – we saw flashes of it last year, you know, and, and and everything we've seen up to this point, it looks like he has grown a little bit and he has developed. And if he could continue that trend, I think we're in good shape. But yeah. still a little bit hesitant just from uh, last year's performance. Mm-hmm. Well, staying in that state, Shane, Mississippi State, again, a kind of a no-brainer here. Will Rogers, yeah. I realize different offense, but he's still the man is starful. And what's the odds he'll be week six starter? I'm not going 100%, Shane, but pretty close, 99%. Yeah. And the only reason is, uh, you know, we brought in Mike Wright, Shane, and yeah. he's been discounted before. And he's, you know, maybe a little unorthodox as a passer, but he is electric as a playmaker. And who knows? They may need to spark the offense, and maybe Will Rogers doesn't fit it, which I do not think is going to be the case. But – I got, I'm leaving that little sliver of hope just because we've got such a experienced quarterback that, again, led yeah. Vanderbilt to wins over Kentucky and Florida last year. So this is not 
some uh, joke of a backup quarterback. You, you know, there's there's questions about if the SEC's got star power, Shane, at the quarterback yeah. position this year. But I think they got the best backup quarterbacks, <laughs> like by far. Uh, yeah. Any conference. I mean, we are loaded with with options uh, b- behind a lot of these starters. Yeah, Mike. I, I think we get here in the next two or three drafts, looking back at these guys, saying, "Golly, you know, SEC was loaded, and we didn't know it." You know, that's I right. think what happens. A lot of great athletes. Mike Wright. That that is an interesting one. You know, he he chose Mississippi State for a reason. Uh, not to ride the bench, so you would think that there is an opportunity for some playing time down there, and he is fun to watch, and he is tough to keep off the field. They're going to have him in some sort of capacity out there with the eleven. So, but I'm with you. It, it, it's tough. I like Will Rogers. Uh, I love the message that Arnett has. We're going to let him cook a little bit. We're going to let him play. We're going to let him throw the ball down the field. They're cutting him loose, Mike. And, and yeah. I think we're going to see better quarterback play because of it. So right. um, I'm close to you, 100% here. All right, how about Missouri, Shane? We've already got an indication from uh, Eli Drinkwitz about a you know a couple weeks ago. Brady Cook looks like the guy. Yeah. But I'm only going 50%. Got faith in Brady. Let Brady Cook back here. But he was banged up last year, so it's hard to evaluate him. But we do got uh, the the young Sam Horn. We brought in the Miami transfer, Jake Garcia. So because of the options behind him, I'm a little less confident that he's our starter by the middle of the season. How does that sound to you? Yeah, I'd probably go a little bit higher uh, just because of their schedule. I think they're going to be all right here, man. I, I think, you know, they got an opportunity to really build some momentum and, and Cook especially is going to benefit the most from that. I, obviously, I do think if there is a changing of guard, then shit went wrong in Mizzou, you know, and this is a right. tough year for Eli. He's got to have some some wins on his belt. This is a this is a year for an extension. This is a year for a pay raise, you know, or they're gonna start looking around and do we got our guy. So mm-hmm. um that all starts that all stems from the quarterback. Last year we gave him excuses. This year we can't do that. So I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I think Cook's about 65 percent here. And here's that schedule you referenced, Shane. South Dakota at home. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Get out of here. Middle Tennessee. Is that even a school? <laughs> I mean, you know, I sure. Check them papers real quick. I think it's a high school. Uh, yeah. Middle Tennessee, man, they're, they're loading up with the SEC oh. teams for some reason. Kansas State at home, that's the tricky one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Memphis, in, but it's in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. At Vanderbilt and LSU at home. So, yeah. I mean, if you take care of business, you're going to be undefeated when LSU comes to town. Yeah, they're not going to make a quarterback change going into that one either, I wouldn't imagine. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident. I'd even oh, – man, more you talk about it, I'm going to move that number up a little bit. I'd say 75%. <laughs> I like that cook. I see the chips over <laughs> I wonder if they're any good. I've not had any of those yet. I got three days to eat them, Mike. Why don't you send me a bag of chips, Luther chips over here. <laughs> All right, how about South Carolina, Shane? Another easy one. Spencer Rattler, of course, is going to be your starting quarterback. And uh, he is uh, one of the few that I'm putting at 100% is yeah. going to be your starter because basically the season is, you know, we, we can't boil it down to just Spencer Rattler, but we've seen him, man. When he's on, he's on. They look unbeatable. Uh, they, they got a ride or die with Spencer Rattler. Yeah, I'm 100 with you here too. I think, you know, even if they lose some games, which I'm not saying they're going to, but they got a tough schedule right out of the gate. Uh, it, it's it's all Spencer. It's that's what it's all about right there. So he'll mm-hmm. still be your guy at the end of the season. Now Tennessee, it's a little tricky, Shane. I mean, I think yeah. it's 
it's a slam dunk. Joe Milton will be your week one starter, no doubt. But what is that number that he'll be the mid-season starter? I am going 65%. And this is not a critique of Joe Milton, but, I mean, we have seen him play, Shane. And there's been ups, there's been downs. And that's basically, this is not one year, this is multiple years. This is obviously a, a much better offensive system and, and better skill yeah. position around him. So that certainly helps. But it's complicated by the fact that uh, you may have the best quarterback on campus as the number two and, and maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the country. We won't know till we see him. But, uh, hell, I mean, we had eyes on it in spring practice. That's what they told us. We yeah. all saw it in the orange and white game. Not that he's a complete player, Nico, by, at this point in time, but when when that light – clicks for him it's going to be near impossible to keep him off the field and and we've seen glimpses of it uh, so I don't know if, if Joe Milton struggles I think Josh Heupel will have to pull that trigger tr- pull that trigger and, and put Nico in again only if Joe Milton is a big disaster and, and I'm not sitting here saying he will but right again a player a, a player that has been inconsistent what does that yeah. do to his psychological you know the psychology of him knowing Man, they brought in a stud to to warm the bench, you know. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's 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 it's. I, I'm closer to fifty percent, Mike, and, and the reason is fandom. You know, there's right. everybody in Tennessee knows who Nico is. Everybody knows who who, and, and it's you got you got coach that's pulled Milton before as a starter. So he right don't. There's not a long leash here, man. The, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to perform. We cannot have those those infamous overthrows we cannot have games thrown away um pun intended there mike this one here is just it's a tough i mean it's a pressure cooker and and the last time milton had that much pressure on him he kind of cracked so again he better not be listening to this damn podcast or i'm gonna i'm gonna well i was gonna say kick his ass but i can't kick i mean who we can here you can try yeah but i would i would say turn the turn the turn this off turn this talking heads off Put your social media down. You know, they used to make a big deal of that, just getting off your phone. Get out of your own way and, and just focus on what you're good at. And, and, you know, he did it. He did it against Clemson. We mm-hmm. know that he's got the 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 tang- – I mean, he's built like a Greek god, brother. He looks like the next Heisman runner, you know, for quarterback. But it's, it's all between his ears. So, if he can keep that out, keep that noise out, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%, man. But the problem is he does not have time to to make mistakes because if he does, Nico's going to be he's going to be in there. And one thing, Shane, I don't think I've heard anyone discuss really when it comes to Josh Heupel and uh, the Tennessee program, the boosters, and everything. And I'm not sitting here saying this is a problem because I've not heard anything of it. But I'm just I'm just looking ahead in my crystal ball here, Shane. We all know with the NIL. Uh, package that Nico got allegedly it's you know the richest deal yeah probably in NIL history for a high school recruit what happens in a situation and let's you know let's hope this doesn't happen but what if there's a situation where Joe Milton does struggle and maybe they maybe they lose to Florida in in embarrassing fashion or something how long before these people that are paying Nico will they put pressure on Josh Heupel I mean that's a yeah. that's a dangerous place to get into. We we hope we never get there, but we'd be naive to th- to think that's not going to happen at least somewhere. And if yeah. if you're paying someone a, a high premium and he's not playing, you know people are going to be upset. And again, that is 
I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's something that could happen and uh, not even necessarily here, but it's, it's going to happen somewhere. Well, wasn't it Lane Kiffin talking about that not too long ago? You know, what, what mm-hmm. happens when you bring in one of these, these guys and, the, and they, they pay him one of these NIL deals and he goes, they're not coaching. I can't remember exactly how he, how he worded it, but he's got a point there just because you're projected great doesn't mean you're going to fit great in that team. So, right. uh, and I'm not saying, I mean, we're, we're speculating here on who's the starting quarterback. We know Milton will be the guy uh, short of an injury, but it's, it's how long can he keep that job? I, I, I hope Mike, he keeps it for the entire season, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully for a college football playoff run, you know, that's just, that's what us big orange homers are thinking. So, um, you don't ever want to have your quarterback looking over his shoulder for another. That shouldn't be it. He should be looking ahead to the next game. So, mm-hmm. um, brother, I'm I'm more I talk about it. I'm getting back on that Milton train. Give me sixty percent. Let's bring that number up a little bit. I don't want Nico. I mean, I want Nico to learn, and I don't want him. That's another thing. Sometimes when you throw these young guys into the mix, it yeah. feels like they can never get the look at Bo Nix, for example. You know, mm-hmm. he was thrown in that fire. I mean, everybody talked about how great he was and the mm-hmm. projections, and he should be on the field. And it felt like he never got a fair shake when he was down there at Auburn. Now right. he's projected the first pick in next year's draft over at Oregon. So some. Sometimes you can get forced into a situation and it just kind of ruins, you know, your your growth and development. I mean, he's still a kid, so I hope we can keep Nico off the field for another year. Let him come in if we're winning a game by a couple scores, you know, something like that. But nothing to come out there and just have the full pressure of winning. And last thing I'll say on this, Shane, if uh, you and I are sitting here and saying, you know, Joe Milton may struggle – that is the clearest indication that he'll probably win the Heisman Trophy this year. You know what? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Texas A&M, Shane, again. I, Max Johnson looked good in the spring game. There's, you know, and Jimbo will not commit to Connor Wigman. I think that's the per. That's what you got to say in this transfer portal era, and that it's no slight to Max Johnson because he helped them win a, a couple games last year, including that Arkansas game. But I still think it'll be Connor Wigman who played so well at the end of last season, the younger quarterback higher ceiling, at least in my opinion. So I still think it'll be Connor Wigman, his job, and I'm giving him 80% to be the starting quarterback. And the only reason that number is so low is because of Max Johnson, because I have faith in him. And if, you know, Jimbo has shown in the past, if his quarterback struggles, he is more than willing to go to that backup for a spark, and he'll leave that backup in if he does provide a spark. So uh, this is more about my confidence in Max Johnson being a outstanding backup than it is uh Connor Wigman not being able the guy to uh be the guy to get it done yeah I, I'm I'm with you here man and I, I honestly I think this is last year we see Max Johnson at, at, at Texas A&M uh, I think this is just coach talk you know this is something you gotta say because yeah. in this league you cannot afford to just have one guy you've got to have a, a multitude because if Connor gets hurt you need mm-hmm. to have Max come in and, and, and take over. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this is Connor's gig, and, and and I have from the beginning. And if he can continue to grow like he did the end of last season, I think Texas A&M is going to be in good shape here. So, I, I'm with you. What was your percent uh, on this one? 80%. 80 Yeah, I get even higher. I, I think 90, 95%. This is your Ooh. dude. Well, we all know you love them Aggies. 
Yeah, it's building, isn't it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it in the air? Everybody's like, college station's like, no, Shane, no, don't do it. As I cast my ballot at SEC Media Days, cha-ching. All right, final one, Shane. Vanderbilt, I think, is again, another easy one. A.J. Swan, true freshman last year, was outstanding given, uh, you know, just being a first-year player and and what he had to work with. And I'm given – this is the only other one I'm – three 100%s on the board, Shane. And for me, it's A.J. Swan because he's mm-hmm. that good of a player. Uh, I know people that cover that Vanderbilt beat that that they've been covering it since Jay Cutler. And they said, this kid is as talented as Jay Cutler ever was. So that's yeah. high praise for a quarterback, uh, given what Jay Cutler did for that school and on to the NFL. Uh, but A.J. Swan looks to be in that mold. He's He's the future of Vanderbilt football. Just stay healthy, you know. It's something he wasn't able to finish last season. Mm-hmm. Took some hits. Uh, you know, I think this is going to come down to offensive line. How good are they? And if they could keep right. him off the turf, brother, I think uh, Vanderbilt does have another Cutler down there on their hands. This is a guy that he does – I mean, I, short of this co- podcast, you probably don't hear about him, but the kid's got a hell of an arm on him and, and a hell of an athlete. So, if mm-hmm. given the opportunity, Vanderbilt's going to stay in some games just because of Swan. So, yeah, I'm all I'm all on board here, 100%. All right, Shane. Well, hey, that's all I got uh, on this show. You got anything before we hop off the line? And uh, before we go, quick an- announcement, another – bunch of announcements on this one we did reach ten thousand on youtube so we very very much appreciate all the support on there and if you're not subscribing already it's absolutely free won't cost you a thing and you, know, you get to know what cousin shane and i look like if, if that's something that you ever wanted to know you know what uh, youtube get on there because uh the videos i'll be cranking those out later this week uh mm-hmm. in the version of shorts i believe is what they're called so uh but yeah i'm looking forward to it i mean part of me is you know I've already got butterflies just thinking about the walks. You know, thirty was it thirty five days? Is that the limit? You know, I don't know, brother. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I wish I'm I said eighty five now. <laughs> eighty five is the new line. We should do a yeah. We should do a bet online, you know, and, and, and see what the what the projected number is. What guys, if you're listening right now, tomorrow Mike's going to put this out. He's going to mm-hmm. reference the Big Orange Walk kicking off here i'd like to know what you guys think the line should be that me completing is it a hundred i hope so that's the one i'm shooting for but if you think it's 13 put it on there i want to see what the listeners think brother uh man but other than that everything else is good i hope everybody had a wonderful mother's day uh moms uh, i know mine listens to the show thanks for uh, everything you've done for me uh, yeah. My wife uh, raised our two wonderful babies, and and uh, she's patient enough to let me do this podcast on the side here, Mike. You know, <laughs> so uh, I, a shout out to her. I know she doesn't listen, but I may make her listen to at least these next twenty five seconds here. So <laughs> appreciate you, honey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great way to go out, Shane. I appreciate you as always. Appreciate each and every one of you for checking us out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go Vols. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.